It is Monday, November 21st. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, every plump turkey's worst nightmare, <laughs> J.P. Shadrick. It's a bad week for the turkeys, and welcome in a Jaguars Happy Hour. A group of turkeys here, too. J.P. Shadrick, and coming up, it's Pete Briscoe and Tony Baselli. The stretch run is starting. Yes, seven games to go, and the Jaguars at 3-7 and seven, trying to finish as strong as they can. Still talking playoffs in the locker room today, by the way. The Fanatics fan questions, plenty of those on Twitter earlier today. We'll go around the National Football League and hear plenty of calls from the weekend that was. Let's get right to the boys today. Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli joining us. Pete down in South Florida. Tony to my left and your right on the screen if you're watching on Jaguars.com, Jaguars social media. And good afternoon. What's up, Pete? How we doing, man? Playoffs. 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 Are you kidding me? Who's talking playoffs? JP, where did you get people talking playoffs? In the locker room. It was open for the media today, and the players' mindset is, hey, postseason is still not mathematically eliminated, and until they are, that's what you play for. It has to be the mindset of the organization was the idea behind what they were saying. Aren't the Texans still alive, too, technically? Yes. I mean, yeah, well, I, I mean, we we have a graphic at, where they put up and we're at work and it's still alive or whatever, still in the hunt. Who's in? They're not in the hunt. The Texans aren't in the hunt. The Jaguars aren't in the hunt. Well, the, technically, the Jaguars are three games back with seven to go. Well, with two head to head against the first place team. Come on, Pete. Well, they're more than three back of the <laughs> I, Titans. I, I know that. They're yes. four back of the Titans. Thank you. Yes. But with seven to go, hand. and they play them twice. And so you, you see that happening, JP, do you? No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying what they said. And that's the mindset you have to have as a competitor. I agree with the mindset. And let's say you, you let's say you do sweep the Titans, and, you, and now you're two games back with five games, meaning you still probably have to run the table or at least go four and one. So, I mean, it's what we said earlier. You have seven games left. If you want to have a chance at the playoffs, you have to go six and one. Get, get you and they're not going eight. six and one. Huh? They're not going six and one. They're not I didn't going say they were, Pete. I'm just. Why don't we just not play the rest of the games, Pete? How about that? How that's about not, we just like no, that's cancel fine. the season? It's I get over. it. I understand. You shoot for something, makes make a false goal if you want to. But the reality is, it's all about getting better for next year. Make make the realistic goals. Nothing they do the rest of the way is carrying over. It's just going to become better players. You know, Tony, remember you guys won one game late in the season. I, I Cleveland, maybe you beat them at the end of the year. That carried over. No, it didn't. No, what, what does carry over, Pete, where I disagree with you, is if you can go, and I've been, I guess where the number I've landed on, if you can go four and three and get to seven and nine, that will carry over as far as the mindset, the culture, you know, expecta- expectations for next year and everything else. So where I disagree with you, Pete, that – you say there's no carryover. I I just don't think that's true. I think there is carryover. No, what I'm saying is like, remember, well, did you guys beat Cleveland the last week of the season one year or late in the season? Ninety five. Carry over to the next year. Your record still stunk. That didn't carry over. It, it doesn't matter. Now, if they went, if they won six of seven down the stretch, I agree with you. That would carry over. But if they lost the last game and they won six in a row and lost the last game, does the does the last game loss carry over? No. No, that's why I think we're saying the same thing. That's why I think if yeah. you look at it over a seven-game period, kind of this seven-game season you have left, you need to go – you need to have – if you have a winning record, that's success. 
Yes, I would if agree. You, with if you get, if you get four and three, you're seven and nine. Trevor's playing well. Like your young players are maturing. That's that would be something that you could carry over if you're Doug Peterson and this and this staff into next year. And especially considering yeah. the opponents on the schedule too. I mean, it's Correct. it's not easy. Correct. Well, but it, it just doesn't sound the same when guys you walk up. Hey, we we're going to go four and three down the stretch as it does when we're going to make a playoff run. Yeah, I get it. I understand where they're coming from, but that come on. Give me a break. Well, and then listen, it's a tough schedule. You have Baltimore, you have Tennessee, you have the Jets, who have a great defense. You have Detroit, who won yesterday, who can score points on anybody. You have Dallas. the Cowboys that blew out the Vikings. Um, you have the Titans twice in the one game that you would say should be a gimme. The Texans, they already beat you once. So there's no easy games on the schedule. If they win three of those, it's a successful end of the season. Three. Give them three. Three and if four. they win three, it's a successful end of the season. How many do you think they will win, Pete? Two. Which two? I don't know which two, but you can erase the Titans because they never beat them, so those don't count, so those go out the window. Um, maybe they'll beat the Texans and maybe the Lions. How many do you have them winning, Tony? I think they win four. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Count them up. All right. I think me. they beat the Texans. Okay. I think they I think they beat the Jets or Detroit, both on the road. Okay, that's two. One I one or the other, I get it. One one. I think they uh split with the Titans. I do think Ooh. that the win one Titan game is <laughs> three. I like that. I'm just telling you what I think. That always, you can laugh. That always with you because I know deep down you know. <laughs> yeah, I do. I actually really do believe. And I'll lock it right now. They win one of the Titan games. I, well, I don't know locked, which one. Didn't you lock both earlier? No, I did not. You guys did. You did lock both. You guys tried to double lock, but unlocking the Somebody half lock. Somebody reminded me of that the other day that you locked both of them. No, you're trying to – you're putting words in my mouth. And then I think they – they. so that's three. And then I think um, they win one of the Cowboys-Ravens games. That's four. <laughs> I, said, I, think they get, I think they go four and three. We don't come into the bank in December. I think they win. Nope. I mean, so nope. they have three home the games Cowboys left. Just went into into the Metrodome. I mean, not the Metrodome, but then the new stadium in Minnesota and destroyed an eight and one team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the point, the Jaguars have a better point differential than the eight and two Vikings. Let's not forget that. True, true. Which better right. be eight two the negative point differential or or what the Jaguars yeah. are with a positive I would, point differential? I would. Yes to the yeah. former. Yes to the right. former. <laughs> um, but I, I, I mean, that's the four. I think they win four. Yeah, I think, they, three. I, I think they went two. JP, what do you think they went? Seven. Yeah, okay. What are you, in the locker room now? Are you on the team? Why not? You know, it's still out there. They win one. You, no, you can only start by winning seven by winning the first one. You really That's don't think they're going to win seven? No. Though. I think it's four or five. Five would be a great. Five would be just. If they win five. Um, okay, here's something right now. Ready? If they win five of the last seven games down the stretch, at the end of the season, I'm going to lock something, and that's the division title next year. How about that? If they win five of seven, I will lock the division title next year. So that would carry over for you. That would carry over because that would show me something. They're not winning five of seven against that schedule. No chance in hell. Gosh, I hope they do. That would be so awesome, wouldn't it? Just to rub it in his face. Yeah, as just a, to hear him score. As a smug, know-it-all yeah. national <laughs> Whiny little writer. Yeah, just <laughs> I mean, just how great would that be, JP? Unbelievable. Eat some crow. Hey, 
I, I would I believe me, I put hot sauce on some words and eaten them before. I'll eat those too. If they do it, I will sit there and bow down to them. I'll, you go you win five of those last seven games. I'm going to salute the Jacksonville Jaguars for whatever they do. And next year, going into next season, I will pick them guaranteed to win the division mm. title. All right. So down the stretch, we're going to get into this a little bit coming up on each side of the ball. But are there major changes after the bye week in terms of personnel on the field scheme do they tweak some things offense defense we'll get into each side coming up but in general how much this late in a season can you really change tony oh i don't think you change i mean i don't know if there's wholesale changes you're gonna make i mean remember most of the bye week they're off i mean the players aren't even here they were here early in the week yeah but they they had like four days off they had four days off um what wholesale changes you talking about i mean it's not like you can go get a bunch of new guys. This isn't like transfer window and let's go get, you know, 10 new guys to come on the roster. As far as major changes, what would constitute a major change on the field? Maybe a change in the starter at certain positions. Well, we can go through it, but, I mean, offensive line, I don't see – I mean, the only thing you could maybe do is try to get Walker a little more reps at guard, maybe. Um, but Shatley's played well. Yeah, I'm gonna say those guys have played pretty good. Yeah, they played well. So yeah. no. Yeah, I don't end. see that happening. Yeah, I don't either. Tight end. Well, tell me what major change you're gonna make. Maybe Dan Arnold more reps. Is that a major change? Wide receiver, no. Running back, no. Quarterback, no. D line. Smoot getting more reps. I mean, we already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Linebacker. Are you gonna? I mean, I think that's the one where you could see Muma coming in. That we talked about that in the last show. I think Muma will be the starter. Now. I'm saying that out of just like left field because I haven't even talked to anyone this during the bye weeks. I have no idea what they're thinking. But I think Muma deserves a chance because of the way uh, Devin Lloyd's played. And then the secondary, they already got all kinds of of, of a mess at the corner yeah, position. That's true. So you know, any change isn't a major change; it's just more change. Shaq should be back what this week or next? One of the two. He's eligible, I think, at that point. And then at safety, I think your safeties are. I think. Uh, uh, Jenkins and uh, Cisco have been playing good lately. So, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what wholesale changes, what major changes there could be. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see any major changes other than the one we suggested last week. You yeah, know, that's the Mooma one we just put, talked about. Yeah, I agree. The Mooma and maybe putting Lloyd with his hand on the ground some in pass rush situations. Mm. I mean, I, I, I really do. do. I mean, he's been lost. He's been lost. So why not give him – here, here's point A, B. Go get him. I mean, can he do I, that I think, mid-season, though? Can he pick that up mid-season? Well, he's done some of it a little bit. He's rushed a little bit. He's just, I don't, you know, he's it would be an adjustment for him, but would you rather have him contributing or sitting on the bench? Contributing? Since you traded uh, him to go he's, get him. In the he's first, a first-rounder. First round yeah. Of course. Well, maybe they maybe they hedged their bets with Muma. Who knows? I mean, I mean let's, tried- hope, let's hope that wasn't the strategy of – Hedging our bets about from trading up to a okay, guy but in the first round. you shake that out, it's a bad, it's a bad strategy. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I've panned that strategy when it happened. I'm panning it now. I don't care if Muma's on the field or Lloyd's on the field. Either one of them, one of them was a wasted pick. Period. End of story. Wasted pick. High premium wasted pick. By the way, I'm trying. I was trying to think of a scenario where I could like disagree with Pete here. Um, <laughs> The How only scenario where it comes into play, Tony, is if Alua Khan leaves in two years, and then that, those two are your linebackers. That's right where I was going. Is like after next year, 
if they move on from Luakon and his big salary and they say we got Muma and Lloyd as our long-term backers, both on rookie deals for another two years, um, maybe that's where the strategy pans out. Because Lloyd would be, hey, we'd have a, a fifth-year option if they wanted it. And Muma would, would have, have two more years. Two more, okay, right? but the reality of that is, is if you're getting to that point and they're not on the field, one of them's not on the field, at that point's still kind of a wasted draft pick. I, I'm, I mean, Pete, I don't like the strategy, whatever the strategy was. I'm not, I've, I've not talked to anyone who made that pick, so I have no idea what their thinking was when they did it. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I think Pete, you well, and if, I, if I, if you I, if I probably pick and I told you I love Muma as a player, that's why I did it. What would you tell me? Still a waste to pick. Say that again. If I made the pick, if it's me, I'm the GM, and I pick Muma in that same spot. And you asked me why I did that, and I told you because I Muma was too valuable. We like we had a too high a grade on him. We had to take him. Would you still? What would you say to that? Because that's obviously their answer. I would have said you have too many other holes in the roster. I don't think you have that luxury. <laughs> Thank you. You think? That's what I would exactly. Have said. By the way, I do, I watched the Jets tape this afternoon. Ooh boy, Quincy Williams sure played his ass off on Sunday. <laughs> Pete, that defense for the Jets is good. It's nasty. It's like the 49ers. It's they nasty. But Quincy Williams, Quincy Williams, remember, he's been a wild player. Let's be real. He's out of position. He's wild. He's starting to rein it in a little bit. He was fantastic on Sunday against New England. Well, that and the fact that, yeah, just overall, they're so well coached and fly around fast on defense. Now, the good news is we, since we play them is they are atrocious on offense, and Zach Wilson stinks. Ooh-wee. He's bad. But they can rush the passer, unlike some teams. Well, with we'll a, con- by the way, Pete, with a bunch of guys that has anyone heard of before they got to the Jets, besides Quinn well, Williams? They have, they have, they have one uh, first-round pick, Jermaine Johnson, right? And then they drafted another kid in the later rounds. Michael Clemens, a big physical kid. And Carl Lawson, who's a veteran pass rusher, and Huff. All of them can rush the passer. All of them. Plenty ahead on that. Of course, we're not even at Thanksgiving yet, but Merry Christmas. That's the Thursday before Christmas. The Jaguars head to New York to face the Jets. We're back in a moment, and we'll get into Trevor Lawrence moving forward and down the stretch and what Pete needs to see from the quarterback, and I guess Tony, too. A little more on the defense coming up. And then the second hour, your social media questions will go around the National Football League as well. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jaguars, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday. And for nine years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all the available inventory and go Jags. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco. Tony Baselli is elsewhere but heading back soon, and he'll run across the shot on Jaguars.com. There he is. Hey, Welcome back. We're back to the Hall of Famer. It's his world. We're just broadcasting in it. How do you get coffee? You got to stay awake. That's it for sure. It was like sure. a total eclipse of the sun right was, there when he yeah. walked by. Can we, go, turn, can we turn up Pete in the studio go, so you can hear him? I can barely hear him. See, he's producing now everything. Um, of course, we're on 
1010XL, AM, Jaguars.com, Jaguar social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's Tony Baselli. I'm J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco down in South Florida. All right, so moving ahead, seven games. We talked about team expectations, and, and Pete's not on the playoff train. So it's about getting the players <laughs> better, and it starts with a quarterback. So the last couple outings, though, uh, felt pretty good for Trevor, um, at least statistically. Uh, what do you need to see down the stretch, Pete, from Trevor Lawrence? Exactly what I saw from him against Kansas City with a little bit more numbers. And, and by that, I mean 29 to 40 is outstanding, but how about 29 to 40 for three and, and, and three? Those kind of things. Because I, I thought he would have a special season. He got off to a slow start. But he's starting to play some really good football. And and I think that's a good sign for a young quarterback to bounce back from – you know, a not so good run of games. And, and I think this is a chance for him to come out of this by start taking a few more shots down the field, which I always want to see, uh, but put up some bigger numbers and, and allow those, you know, 29 to 40 is great, but get it to 300 because you should be throwing for 300 in, on a weekly basis in this league. Um, yeah, I mean, th- but numbers are down across the league offensively. Yeah, I know. But yesterday there were a bunch of big passing numbers yesterday. No, I know, but in general they're down. Yeah. Um, for Trevor, I'd like to see that final quarterback rating about 94, 95 for the year. He's at 89.9 right now. So go take it up five points. And I want to see, which I think is possible, 14 touchdowns down there. I want him to average two a game. Two a game. Yep. So 14 touchdowns would give him 27 on the yep. season. And I want, yeah. uh, and I want less than five picks going down 14 and five or less yep that would that yeah that would be outstanding that would be outstanding. i i thought before the season i predicted he'd throw 32 or 33 he ain't coming close to that <laughs> i can tell you that right now but um i am with you tony i think 14 and five down the stretch or 14 and four would be a, a heck of a run for him down the stretch hey, here's a question and pete you brought up the the deep shots they haven't had a lot of those this year and tony i know you you guys both watched the film but tony are, are the deep shots there and he's just not taking them or do they have to play it differently moving ahead how does that how do you get more of those well he he took three deep shots in the last game let's not forget yeah better thought, it was better i thought he missed one in the, the i'm just coming off the top of my head i'm sure there's more than this but he missed a deep over in the london game um i think earlier in the season there was times where they were just taking what the defense gave them underneath and they were trying to get him in a rhythm. But, you know, so, I mean, I think Doug probably called more. But at the same time, I mean, they're usually built in and there's chances to take shots and Trevor's starting to look down the field more, I think. So it's a little bit of a combination yeah, of both. I mean, like they have two 40-plus pass plays this year. Two. Whereas, like, you look around the league and most of the guys have five, six, seven, eight, nine even. That That's that's – and I'm trying to remember those two 40, 40 plus pass plays. Do you remember? It was one a screen to ETN. Probably sounds right. Yeah, I mean, so there you got one that you get into a, down the field to a wide receiver. They got to do a better job of that. Um, and I think they will. I, I I think Tony made some good points early in the season. There was some concerns about getting the ball out, like you said. The protection wasn't great at one point. It's improved a lot, I think. Um, and so I think now you can start taking those shots and he held the ball. I mean, he's got a, 
you know, he, I think he's still adjusting to what's open and what's not open. Not, you know, not the last couple of weeks, but early in the season. You know, you know, guys in the NFL, they it's tough to adjust to what's open and what isn't open in the NFL. How are the receivers playing as a whole? Um, much better than they have it for years around here. I would say if I had to give them a grade, a B, B minus. Well, let's grade these guys this week. What do you give Trevor? Uh, B minus. Yeah, I, I'd get, I'd give him a B minus as well. Because uh, I expected much more from him, uh, and maybe I'm just think I think he's going to be a special quarterback, and I still do. So I expected more in his second year, and it hadn't, it didn't happen early in the season. So I'd, I'd probably agree with you on a B minus. What'd you give the receivers? I said B minus. So you give them both both B minus. Yeah, that's what I, that's where I have Matt. Yeah, I'd probably give the receivers a B because I think Kirk has exceeded what most people thought. I don't think anybody else has. You really come think close. he has? I don't. How is he exceeded? No, I don't. Well, because a lot of people didn't think he was very good. Well, I mean, obviously the Jaguars did. They paid him as the number one receiver. I well, mean, they I think, did, but the perception wasn't that he wasn't very good. I, I mean, I, I think when you look at his numbers, 52, 679, I mean, you, you're going to end up with, what, 80 and 1,000? 1,100. 1,100? Yeah, and, somewhere in there. And 10? Okay, that, okay, that's good. That's not great. Well, I didn't say he was great, Tony, but well, I, th- I give, way, him, a, a I give is, him a B plus. I give, a, a B is good, Pete. If and you look I give at grading, the other guys. B is above average. Grade him individually. Okay, give him a B. Give him a B. What do you give? What do you give um, Zay Jones? B minus. And what do you give Marvin Jones? B minus, C plus. I mean, mm. they're both all right, they're right there. I wish I, I wish you were one of some of my professors. I'd have done better at Arizona State, the Harvard of the West. <laughs> what would you What would you give them? C's. But they're part of your collective group of wide receivers getting a B. B well, minus. Has, I mean, he has Christian Kirk at like an A. So, what'd you say? I said you I didn't have give Kirk an A. I didn't yeah, give him an A. Uh, pretty much. You're giving the whole group a B, but then you're giving people C's in the same group. Well, B plus, C plus, somewhere in there. I give a, I give him a B minus as a group. I'm the same okay. way as Tony. All right. So you all. What do you include right the tight ends in that group? No, I did them separate. All right, tight ends. Let's do tight ends. Great. Um, I would say C plus. You're you're a little. I'm looking at I'm looking at blocking, receiving, everything put together. Okay, blocking they're they're not good. How so? What do you mean? How? Because the edge doesn't get blocked very well. Manhurts is supposed to be a a road grader, and I don't even think he's a blocker. I don't think they're good blockers on the edge. When well, give, their run game, a lot of times the penetration comes from it gets inside from, well, give a great down from the. Give him a give him a C plus. What are you giving them? C minus. Stop talking so much. Just give a dang grade. C minus. It sounded like you were an <laughs> F on him there. I mean, uh, but C minus. Well, I All mean, right. I'm leaning. I'm leaning more to the Ingram's actually made some plays in the passing game, which kind of brings it up a little bit. Uh, so he might be, you know, might be coming up. All right, let's do the offensive line as a group. I know it's tough because there's different, you know, tackles. B plus. B plus. That's good. Yeah, that's the best grade so far. Yeah, they're. I think they're the best performing unit. I'd give them. I'd give them a B, solid B. A B. All right. Well, 
I mean, this is a top 10 offense. I mean, the last they're couple weeks, Juwan Taylor's been bad. But they're not a top 10 offense scoring. That's the right, problem. correct. But they're moving the ball. They're they doing some things well. They eat up a lot of yards. And it starts well, we up front. We didn't grade the running backs. The red zone. Right. We didn't but grade the running backs. Uh, we're not there yet. Uh, but it, a lot of that starts yes. up front. Yeah, I think uh, I'll give them a B plus. I, I mean, listen, I was Okay, bo- so any grade on an offensive line, go one lower because Baselli's always going to go to the high side on the offensive line. I'm not going line. on the high side. I was bullish. I think it's been proven out. They're one of the best rushing, running off- rushing offenses in the NFL. They're one of the best protecting the quarterback offenses in the NFL. That's the offensive line. I could argue – I said at the beginning I thought this was a top 10 – had the potential to be a top 10 unit. I think they're right there. Tell me, tell me, ten units better than them. No, it's a, there's some bad offensive lines in the NFL. Yeah, I think really they're top bad. ten. They're B plus. Yeah, but okay. I, I, might even, I might even be able to talk into an A minus. Tony, but based on your theory, the Tennessee Titans run the hell out of the ball with Derrick Henry. They're, you think their line's a B plus line? Production wise, <laughs> you think that's a B plus line? <laughs> Seriously. Production. All right, Tony, running backs, you don't think that's a B plus line? Look at him! Yeah, yeah. Look at him, JP. He yeah. knows he's, he can't he can't use that argument. I want to play poker against him because he can read his face in a hurry. Oh, hey, uh, running backs, Pete. What do you got on running backs? Quickly, that's, I, I give him an A. I, give, I give the group a B. I give Travis Etienne an A plus, and a I might plus. I might even give the group a B minus. But Travis is an A plus. Where are you pinging him on? Like, uh, where's the production without him? That's my biggest concern. Well, they uh, traded away at, one of the I'm guys that at, was producing for a while. Huh? They traded away a guy who was producing for a while. Well, he's not here, Pete, so it's hard to give him a grade. I'm looking at the well, you current. Gotta, you got to count him into the first half grade. No, I don't. I, he's, he's gone. He's out. Delete, you can't delete scores. I, he's the deleted. scores <laughs> from the first five weeks are he's still deleted. in there. I'm just saying. That's it. The, the group you give Etn and A, but the group you're right. There's nothing much around them. So, like my biggest concern of the second half of the season, if something happens to Etn, who are you giving the ball to? That's right. Good question. You have three backs on this roster. I don't think Snoop's touched it yet. Hasty, who's a gimmick guy, being like you know change the pace guy. Mm-hmm. Snoop Connor. I don't even know. Like, I don't think he's touched it. He hasn't touched it. He's and, only been up like two weeks. And, right? not, and he first, what worries me about that is he, he doesn't even play special teams. Yeah, we're going to grade the draft too at this point. We're going to do that during this show too, JP. Ooh, that'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not talking down. About, I'm not talking Spicy. down about. I'm not talking down about Snoop Connor, but he hasn't done anything. And JP, am I wrong? Look at the participation um, this year. Has he played any special teams even? I don't remember seeing him out there. Our crack research staff will need a timeout to dig through the files. We'll come back in a moment. We'll have the answer to that. And then we'll grade the defense. And then the draft. And then the draft. That's all coming up. And then in the second hour, we'll do it all over again. There's much more ahead. We'll uh, have your social media questions. Some point we'll uh, keep it real. And we'll go around the NFL. Of course, uh, we're on 1010XL AM. Jaguars.com, Jags social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Country superstar Kenny Chesney returns to Jacksonville April 14th. Tickets go on sale to the public Friday, December 2nd. Don't miss Kenny Chesney's I Go Back Tour with special guest Kelsey Ballerini at Daly's Place. 
For tickets and information, visit dailiesplace.com today. Tony, can I get on the couch with you for that one? Are you, are you getting couch access to that concert? I, I didn't listen to what you said. What Kenny concert? Chesney. He's a country artist. You might have heard of him. Stand by. Back in a moment. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. The station that the Jaguars listen to, 1010XL. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It is Monday, coming off the bye week. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli. The Jaguars host the Baltimore Ravens coming up this Sunday at the bank. The game presented by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. There'll be plenty of people shopping this week ahead of Thursday, I think. Uh, Thanksgiving, of course. Um, so, hey, let's uh, let's wrap up our thought on offense. And we our crack research staff, uh, namely me, looked up uh, Snoop Connor's snaps. Uh, rookie running back out of Ole Miss. He's been inactive most of the year until the trade of James Robinson. So the last three games he has been up. And Pete, in that time frame, he has two snaps on offense, none on special teams. Yeah, that's not value at all, but we're going to grade the draft picks in a little bit. But yes. Tony's right. If if ETN goes down, they have gets hurt, they have major problems. Look, I mean, again, it's just shocking to me that you have a guy in, that you drafted and Snoop Connor is a running back and he's not on any special teams yeah, none. when he's active. I mean, those right. guys have to be special teams players. Right. Well, uh, as you said, Pete, in the second hour, we will grade the draft. So stay tuned for that. Uh, let's go to defense now. Uh, and we're in the grading mode grading. coming off the bye week. And let's start on the defensive line, the interior, the defensive linemen, not the outside linebackers. We'll get to those guys. I'm going to give those up. guys a B. In the the defensive linemen. The three inside guys. I think they've been pretty good B. against the run overall. They're big. They're physical. Um, maybe a B minus because early, which one is it? I'm going to go B minus because early Thank they were you. great at pushing the pro, uh, pushing the pocket. I don't think they've done as good a job as of late. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go a solid B too. Uh, you're right. Uh, they tailed off, and particularly in the middle, they kind of got it going again last week against Kansas City. I thought they did some good things, but um, I'll give them a B. I, I thought early in the season, Roy Robertson Harris was killing dudes. Yeah. Um, you know, Hamilton's played well all year. I think when he's been on the field, he's done some good things. Yeah, I'd give him. I'd give him a B. That's a good solid group. Fadakasi. Yep. How's he play? Yeah. yeah. Good. He's a good player. Yeah. yeah. You know, when he missed time, that hurt them. That's right. It certainly did. Now, let's move to the outside linebackers. Of course, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, part of this group. What do you think, Pete? D. D. You know why? Look, I give them an A. or No, B-plus for the way they play the run and play hard and play physical. I'll give them an F for rushing the passer. They haven't rushed the passer. You got a first overall pick and a top 10 pick, and you don't get guys on the ground? That's not good enough. I mean, I expected much more from both of them this season, much more. And 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 by that, I mean, Al, I thought Allen would get to 12, 11, 13, somewhere in there. I thought Walker would get to six or seven, and they're not going to sniff that. So, D. Tony Baselli, outside linebackers, grade, sir. Uh, I'm going to go... 
D plus. I was almost a C minus because I think when Smoot's been probably overall the best of that group, but he's actually got his rushes from the inside if you think about it. So I'm going to say yep. D, I'm going to say D plus because I mean the, their job is to pressure the quarterback, be disruptive, and I don't think they have. Okay, that's uh, that's not good grades. Inside linebackers, of course, um, this is a changed, and we've touched on this earlier in the show because of the uh, the drafting of this year. We'll get to that those grades a little bit later. But as a group, a lot of new faces at inside linebacker, Pete. C minus. I I think they get lost at times. Lloyd gets lost at times. I think Aluakon gets lost at times. The one thing about Aluakon, and you can see him on tape pointing all the time. So I don't think he's playing as fast as he should be playing because he's trying to line up the other guy next to him. So I think that's a problem. So I'd give him a C minus. I'd give him a solid C because I think Aluakon has been, you know, a BB plus. Um, But they just have been, been erratic everywhere else. Okay. Nice, succinct answer there. Uh, Let's go to the secondary now, and we'll start in the back end at the safety position, and I think I know how this is going to go. Uh, Tony, let's start with you this time. For the safety? Yeah, safeties. Um, I'm going to give them a B, B plus. Uh, Maybe a B plus. No B, because I think Cisco started slow. I think the last couple weeks he's been great, and I think Rayshon Jenkins is just a fabulous football player. He's physical. Look how many pass breakups he has this year. He he is a he's violent in the run game. Yeah. Um, I liked him as a solid B. And he's not doing the extracurricular stuff this year, he's getting great. kicked out of games, all that stuff. Seems to be calmed down now. I Pete. I think Rayshon Jenkins has been outstanding. This what do you think, Pete? B minus. I mean, you're right. Jenkins has played well. Cisco was wasn't good early in the season, but you're right. He's kind of responded the last couple of weeks. So I, I'd give him I'd give him a, a B minus. Your face. Pete, though cringed when he said B. Right, like, he was you, leaning toward B plus. That's why. I mean, oh, what do you okay. what do you think you got? Ronnie Lott back there? Give me a break. <laughs> now to the cornerback positions, there are three. We'll evaluate here, of course, the outside and the nickel. So uh, corners, got, yeah, corners. C minus. Why? Because outside of. Tyson Campbell, I don't think they've been very consistent at all. I think there've been some issues there. I don't think that I, th- I think they're looking for at least one corner, maybe two. I think early Darius Williams struggled a little bit coming back, missing camp off the injury. Um, he's, Shaq, ha- he's had some moments at a time. Shaq has struggled. Shaq's had some issues. Yeah. Um, Trey Hurden's had issues. I mean, they've gone all the way to the rookie who I'm like I always butcher his name. I can't remember his name. Brown. Br- uh, Brown. Monteric Brown. Brown. I didn't <laughs> want to say his first name. Uh, Monteric Brown. Um, they've gone all the way down to him, the seventh rounder. I think outside Tyson Campbell, you got a lot of question marks there. So I'd say C minus. See, I'd give Tyson Campbell a B plus. I'd give Shaq. A D. I'd give Darius Williams a D because you got to factor in that money in there now a little bit too. I'd give him a D. And then I'd give the other guys a group. So as a group, I'd probably give – what would you say, C minus, Tony? That's about right. C minus, yeah. I think if it wasn't for Campbell, it might be an F. Wow. Well, wow. And here, by the way, what, that's one change I would make, by the way, if it were me. When I, I, I would move Darius Williams back outside and keep him there. And let him play there. Because I don't think he's a nickel corner. 
Tony, would you do that? Um, I'd be open to trying anything at this point because I think they got issues on that other side. The problem is who could play the nickel? I mean, Trey Herndon's good against the run. He's physical. He's good in zone. He just struggles in man coverage because he can't run. Right. They would attack him in, yeah, in the, if get, he were the nickel. Get those little fast slot guys on him. That's uh, not ideal. No. All right. So yours were what? C minus, Pete, on that? Yeah. Right. Okay. But you would have be an F if it wasn't for. Or clo- if Campbell. Campbell didn't play the way he's played, it would be closer to an F, maybe D minus. Because I, I, I think the other guys have been. Uh, particularly, Shaq Griffin was bad when he was in there. I mean, we were talking about him getting benched. Where are they ranked defensively overall in the league? Uh, they are actually uh, they are twenty fourth in total defense. Yeah, so I think our grades are pretty. And then what about yeah, scoring? Tenth in rushing. Um, yeah, we gave the inside guys a good grade for yeah. that. Yeah, let me get to the scoring, and they're they're giving up some points, I think. But um, you know, what about yeah. the pass defense? We got to look at that too. Hang on. Well, it's not very good, Pete. If they're tenth in rushing and twenty fourth overall. Yeah, it's um, it's it's not ideal. I'll say that uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense this year is eighth. No, wait a minute, that's not right. That's offense. Defense Jaguars this is are twenty fourth, twenty fourth in, in total defense, tenth against the run, twenty fourth against the pass. On third downs, they are twenty fourth. Yeah, they don't get off the field. On red zone, they're twenty first. They give up too many touchdowns. Goal to go, they're 28th in the NFL. They give up 20 and a half points per game. Which isn't terrible. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's middle yeah. of the pack. Yeah, middle of the road. Yeah. So there you go. The grades yeah, are a, in. They're, they're bottom third of the league in defense. I would agree with that. We'll come back and go around the AFC South. And, yes, in the second hour coming up at, what, 5 o'clock? Five o'clock. Draft right? grades? Yes. Draft grades. We'll keep it real. We'll get to fan questions. What's the keep it real topic today? We haven't disclosed that yet, have we? We have not disclosed it publicly, but if you read your, you know, pre-show scouting report, eh, you might of, know. I skimmed it. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Um, of course, we're back in a moment, and if you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Mike Dempsey and Fat Tony, Jaguars Today. All Jaguars, all NFL, all the time. 10 to noon weekdays on 1010XL. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It's Monday. We're presented by Jet Home Loans and BRI Productions, the Southeast full-service event company. Has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit BRIproductions.com and learn more. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Frisco, Tony Bastelli, and if you're watching on Jaguars.com... And Jaguar social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. A live look outside TIAA Bank Field to the Miller Electric Center under construction. The roof is going on. The roof is going on. You are correct, Tony. And it will be ready for business for training camp 2023. It's right around the corner. It's moving fast, very fast. 
And we're excited to get uh, the team in there and see what happens in training camp next year. This is going to be a beautiful facility, massive, 125,000 square feet of Jaguar football across the road. All right, so let's go around the AFC South and start off with the results from this past week. Of course, um, the Jaguars were off. Three other teams played, the Titans and the Packers on Thursday night football. And Derrick Henry had a touchdown. He had a, I think a screen catch that went for a long run, 45 receiving yards. Tannehill efficient, 22-27, 333, two touchdowns. Then the uh, Texans lost to the Commanders, 23-10. to uh, Mills threw a couple interceptions. The Eagles and the Colts. Colts had a six-point lead late, but the Eagles are the Eagles. Hurts in the gun. Hurts takes the snap. He's back. He's going to run. He's in. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts on the quarterback draw scores, and the Eagles can take the lead with the extra point. It's Mel Reese on Sports Radio 94 WIP in Philadelphia. The extra point was good. The Eagles win 17-16. So there you have it. What did you think of all the results in the division, Pete? You know, uh, Ryan Tannehill was far more than efficient the other night. He was damn good. I mean, 333, two touchdowns, and barely missed the throw. I mean, if he plays like that, that's a th- real threat in the AFC, that team, because they're tough, they're physical, and they can run the ball, and their defense is getting better. Uh, I think the Titans are one of those be-careful teams in the AFC. If, if, if Derrick Henry stays healthy and they don't have any major injuries down the stretch, is I think the Titans might be as favored as anyone to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC because they are not afraid of Kansas City. They they almost beat Kansas City without Ryan Tannehill. They beat almost beat Kansas City with a quarterback who threw the ball five times or completed five passes. But then they get destroyed by Buffalo. That was early in the year, Pete. You, I mean, I don't know what Vrabel does, but they 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 somehow they just get better and better as the season goes on, and they are so tough and physical. Tough and physical. I mean, their center. They lost their center, Ben Jones. They moved Brewer, who's tiny, to guard. I mean, just from guard to center, and they just keep on running the ball. They keep on doing their thing. That team is so tough, and it takes – it's because Rabel's a damn good coach. And, I, I mean, they are by far – this is in, this is staying the obvious – the best team in the AFC South. They're one of the best teams in the AFC. I would agree with you. I promise you this. Buffalo, right now, the, the Titans have a better record. If it stays that way, Buffalo does not want to go to Nashville and deal with that. Buffalo doesn't want – Tennessee to come to Buffalo and deal with it. <laughs> right. And Kansas City doesn't either because what Tennessee does, when you play them, they make the game ugly. Yeah, but the only thing about that is, is like in the postseason, they went to te- they went to Kansas City a couple years ago in the postseason, and they, remember they jumped out to a big lead, and they, then they got destroyed. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying Kansas City to be favorite, Pete. I, I would pick Kansas City in a game. But could they win? Yes, I agree with you. My point is, it's going to be yeah. Vrabel's going to go make it ugly and nasty, and it's going to be miserable. And By I the think, way, we'll know more about them this week. It's rematch time with the team that knocked them out last year at home against the Bengals. I was, I did that game last year. Mm. Um, mm. Henry wasn't the same player then, though. No, remember he's coming back up. That was his first yeah. game back after the foot. And I think the Titans win that game this week. I, I think the Titans will win too. In last year. When that game was played, I did the game, and 
Derrick Henry was not himself. He did not have the power, the explosiveness. No. He could never get going. Um, and Tannehill was absolutely atrocious in that game. See, that's the X factor for them. Does he become who he is? <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh, he has moments. Because you know, Joe. Because you know the teams we just talked about. Joe Burrow isn't gonna. He, he's gonna make plays. Josh. Josh Allen will make plays. Mahomes will make plays. Can Tannehill make plays when he needs to? It's a question. Great question. Hey, uh, here's the division standings. Of course, nothing's changed. Tennessee added a win. Of course, seven and three. Indy four six and one. Jacksonville three and seven. Houston one eight and one. In the AFC South. I'm sure the power rankings are the same. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean you got to go by the schedule at this point. You are you are kind of what your schedule says you are. Um, I would still take a neutral field against the Colts. I'm still taking the Jaguars. I mean, mm-hmm. these teams played ten times. I think the Jags win seven. But there are no neutral fields I, I, until the Super Bowl, and they is, should be two and zero against them. Technically, my, my point is, I think they're a better team. Yeah, but you can't the put them ahead of them though. You can't because they. I mean, they got four wins. We have three, and they can't. They should have beat the Eagles yesterday. Uh, Jeff Saturday's doing a hell of a job, Pete. Up How about there. that, right? There is, but the offensive line regressed a little bit again on Sunday, though. Uh, they started playing better last week, and they kind of regressed a little bit on Sunday. You gotta give, and we should give you know former head coach Gus Bradley credit. He's done a good job with that defense with a bunch of injuries. They're they're without their best defensive player all yeah. year. Leonard's been out. Right? Yeah, and that, except on the last play of the game, the Red Sea opened up. He just ran right in the middle of them. If you if you only give up seventeen points to the Eagles, you should win that game. Pete. I agree, and and by the way, a lot of those points came that not just that last touchdown, but some of the other, the one before that came late too. They were they were dominating them. So you know, but if you look at the standings, we're three and seven. Leaders are seven and four. Um, excuse me, seven and three, because they already had their bye. We're four games back with seven to go. We talked about it earlier. You got to run the table. Well, that that facility will be nice to go into after they make their playoff run at the end of this season and get in. It would be a nice, uh, warm (laughs) gift to put the, you know, Lamar Hunt trophy in the lobby, right? Yeah, Uh, or or the or just a playoff victory trophy, maybe, or a banner. (laughs) They won a playoff game, division champs. So, Pete, you see no chance the Jaguars beat the Titans even once. History says no. There's been many a time in the history. course of the last 10 years where I thought, yeah, they're the better team. They should win the game. And they haven't. They don't. It it's that it goes back to that old mentality we were just talking about. The Titans usually smack them in the mouth, and they're the more physical team, and they win the games. So do you think that, that – I mean, you, you, pick one, you pick one, they're going to win one. You locked it. I think they're going to. They're going to win here in Nashville. Tony. Well, when was the last time they won in Nashville? In the 2014. They were wearing leather helmets. You guys I mean, are so negative. I'm just trying to be – you guys are negative. I'm realistic. I'm just telling you stats. Stats. The, the, hist- the past has nothing to do with what you do this year. That's true. You think anyone in that locker room cares that they haven't beaten Tennessee no, since 2014? No, they don't. Nobody. They shouldn't. No. Good. You know the only people who care is Pete Prisco. And that's it. That's about it. Yeah. 
Hey, we're, we're back in a moment. Second hour. We're going to grade the draft when we return. This should be fun. It should be. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on Monday, and it's hour number two of the program. J.P. Shadrick with Hall of Famer Tony Vaselli and Pete Prisco from CBS Sports. Plenty to get to in hour number two. We'll get to your social media questions from Twitter a little earlier today. It's been busy, and we'll go around the National Football League. We'll also keep it real. Tony, I'm not going to tell you what the topic is. Okay, don't. I don't care. We're going to freestyle it next segment. But now it's time at long last, well, at least since segment two of hour one, about 4.15 today, Pete (laughs) brought it up, so it's a good idea. Let's grade the draft from 2022. We'll go pick by pick. And um, is that how you want to do it, Pete? Just write down the order? Yeah. Or you want to go from the seventh yeah, we'll round up? Yeah, write down the order. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, but the one thing I want to put a qualifier here, I think you got it because I, th- I, I don't like grading, uh, grading drafts this early. Well, you said you were, like, into it. You are ready no, to I'm, grade I'm going to do it. I'm just setting a parameter around it. We should do a short-term grade and also project where we think the long-term grade, which really done properly, should be done after year two or three. Three, uh, three year three. Yeah, I always like, go here's back. Here's a perfect example. Remember the, re- remember the, always... remember the Jalen, uh, oh. the Jalen, uh, Jalen draft when we got Jalen yeah. and Miles Garrett, Miles, I mean, Jack. Miles Jack, like Miles yeah. Garrett, Miles Jack and you wish Gok- you had Miles, Miles Garrett, Garrett would be pretty good. Right That'd now. be pretty good right now. Yeah, and Gawkway. I can't remember <laughs> who else was in that draft, but it was. Remember, everyone's like after year one, year two, A plus. Well, after year three, they're all gone. I mean, that's all gone, but you know what I mean. I mean, it changed. But when it, as it relates to the draft, you can't grade them after three years. You're right. I always go back and grade the draft three years later and regrade myself to see how stupid I was for thinking guys had good drafts. So you're right. But and, we, well, for this exercise, we're going to grade them right now, and then we'll, put a, we'll say what we're gonna, we think it'll be down the road. Yep, agreed. Right. Like we'll that. do a short-term grade and what we project the long-term grade to and, be. And, Pete, to your credit, you always put the regrading out there on Twitter, uh, so you you don't hide it from people. Like if you no, made a bad I pick, mean, you put it out there. Like I gave the New England Patriots an A grade three years ago. I thought they had the best draft in the whole thing, and I gave, I agreed with them. And you know how many guys are left on that team? I think the punter. That's it. They had a terrible. Draft. So it'd be an F at this point. Exactly right. And you're a fool. You would have given it a good grade, too. I know you. All right, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Hey, let's start off with the number one overall pick in the first round from Georgia outside linebacker Trayvon Walker, Tony. No, I want Pete to go first. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay, Pete. No. Go ahead. No, you got you got him in studio. He's got to go first. That's what I said. Guy in I, studio always I'm goes just, first. I'm just hosting here. I'm gonna I don't give know. him. I'm going to give him a B- minus at this point. Um, I think he's a good football player, um, but at that position, you got to be able to rush the passer. So I was in between a C plus and a B minus, and he's just not. I mean, which I think is wildly unfair because he was not a pass rusher in college. He's just a really good football player, and I actually think three years from now he'll be an A. So what did you give it for this year? B minus, B- C plus. Which one? I'm, I'm I'm kind of bouncing back and forth. You got to pick one. Do you do you take into account where he was picked? Yeah, I think you have to, Pete. 
All right, so I give it I give it a C plus at best. Good football player, not a great pass rusher. You drafted him to be a pass rusher. Yeah, I mean I can I can live with C plus. I just think he's going to be an A. Through I think three years from now we're going to say we got one of the best defensive players in football. All right, so that's your long term grade as A. Okay, in three okay I give him a C plus right now. In three years from now, I say it's an A too. That's really good. I like that. I mean, you got to look at the media. I mean, you you you're getting no pass rush. I mean, he has he's got to learn how to use his hands. He he has to learn. I th- but I think he will. He's very talented. Like everyone wants to compare him to Aiden Hutchinson, and Aiden Hutchinson has five sacks, two interceptions. You know, Trayvon has two sacks and one interception. You know, so I mean, so early returns. Aiden Hutchinson is a better pass rusher right now. Aiden Hutchinson is a better pass rusher right now. I agree with you. Yeah. But if you're asking me if I'm projecting, I'd still take Trayvon Walker after three years. Now, that's a big assumption. You gotta stay healthy, you gotta improve, you gotta do a lot of things. But right now I, I go B minus. I'll go I'll, or C plus. We'll stay consistent. I'll go with B. C but do you ever think he's gonna be a dynamic pass rusher? I don't. I think he'll be a guy who'll be a eight to twelve sack year guy, but just super disruptive, big, physical, just nasty to deal with. Right. All right. The second pick in the first round for the Jaguars, 27th overall. They traded up and selected out or inside linebacker Devin Lloyd. All right, Pete, you go first on this one this time. D. He had one one good game and a lot of bad ones. He gets lost in coverage. I mean, he has no idea what he's doing. It doesn't look like he knows the defense because Aluakon's always pointing over to him to get in line. And so I think that's a concern. So I, I give him a D. And I thought, by the way, I thought he'd be a great player. I thought he would be a really good player. And that worked out. Where would now, you down project- the road, yeah. if he gets focused on the playbook and understands what he's doing, he has the tools to be a really good player. So I'd say D now, B possible. D, wow, that's bad. Yeah. Um, Tony. I'm, I'm between a D plus and a C minus. <laughs> okay, he goes D bad, but I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, thinking it might plus. be a D plus. <laughs> I, I mean, he's about, I mean, he's been benched at times during the games. Lately. Lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I hate doing it, but I'm, I'm, I'll go C minus. C minus. Why do you hate doing that? I mean, I, I, I really, if I, I I think if I was unbiased and not liking these guys, I'd go D plus. So I'm like probably not being completely transparent here, but I do think he can be a B plus down the road. B plus. Yeah. Okay. All right. Pete doesn't agree, but okay. All right. Fine. No, I just because he went. Oh, D hard. I'm, I'm going to go D plus. <laughs> What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know. Great oh, question. gosh. I hate this stuff. Uh, well, we only have, what, five players okay, to go, so get ready. Uh, third round. The fans six... love it. I guarantee you they're eating this, they're eating this alive. They love this. It's going to be since social media. Well, I mean, the hard part is the reason that I say, D, I mean, maybe D-plus is the right because you traded up. You gave up draft picks you to go get them. To go you get gave them. up a second rounder. Right, which is why it's a D. You got to take into account where they were drafted. If you got him in the third round, you'd probably give him a, a, B, a C plus, C C. Yeah, I mean it's it's, yeah. 
All right, third round, 65th overall pick out of Kentucky center, Luke Fortner. I think it's, I think it's a B-plus. You got a starting offensive lineman in the third round, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be there for a long time, and I think he'll be a B plus, A minus player in the future. I like Luke Fortner a lot. I agree with you one hundred percent. B plus, and in some games he's been an A player, in some games he's been a probably a C minus player early in the season. But once he learns how to finish his blocks, he's gonna be a really good player. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so yeah, I, I give start. it, a, I give it a B B plus, and down the road he could be an A A center. Okay, it's very good. That, uh, that's Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, J.P. Shatter, because Jaguars happy hour. We're grading the draft. Yes, grading the draft. Because we're coming off the bye week. It's very interesting stuff right we're now. Digging deep. <laughs> we're digging deep. We're really looking is. for material. Right. All right, now let's go to later in the third round, 70th overall pick out of Wyoming, linebacker Chad Muma. Pete, your turn. He can only give that pick an incomplete, right? He hasn't played. What, I mean, give it. What about the strategy of the pick? F. <laughs> F. There's no. There's no rational reason to have taken him in that spot. None. Zero. F for execution. I'm giving the kid an I, and the and he might actually end up being a good football player. But there's no reason you should have taken him there. <laughs> What's your grade three years from now, Pete? Who is he going to play for the team? <laughs> Will he be the starting linebacker? It's also incomplete, uh, apparently. Okay. Incomplete to incomplete well, for Pete. Like, I'm going to say I don't like the strategy either. Um, I'm going to say as a third-round guy, if you just took it and didn't draft to trade up and give away picks to go get the same position in the first round, I think, you know, finding a guy who can come in and play, and I think he's been fine, and be a core special teams guy late in the third round, I think it's a C plus B minus pick. <laughs> no, for the kid, and I yeah. think and I, the come player, on. What he's done now, on if he the starts field. this week and plays well, then I, if we did it next week, I'd say okay. And then I B think plus. I think he projects but, to. A, uh, I, I actually think he's going to be a good player. You can only grade what you've seen, yeah. and he's only seen so much. That's Pete. right. I'm you're, not, you're going I'm not, incomplete. You're copping out. I'm not copping doing. out like you, Pete. Okay, you're, for what he played. Okay, for what he did last week when he went into the game. Look at he what he's better done. Than special, teams too, special teams, Pete. Special teams, That's part of the yeah. game, Pete. Yeah. Learn I'll the game, him, Pete. I'll, okay, if it won't make, I'll give him a grade. I'll give him a C minus. Okay. I'd project him to a B, B minus player. Good starter. Not great. Okay. All right. Uh, we're moving okay, so on. You're going to have a Luacon off the team in two years. <laughs> Poor, poor, poor Aluacon. Tony's got him out of here. Right? I, 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 I'm not speaking to Aluacon. Oh, packing we, up his bags. We, you, you gave we, Lloyd a B for the future. You gave Muma a B for the future. How are they both going to be on the field if Aluacon's still here? Ten games into what? A, how long is this contract? Right, it's a long time, Pete. Wow. You got to wait. Maybe we should. Maybe we should grade free agency. See ya, maybe we should grade free agency after this. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got three picks to go. Let's get through them pretty quickly here. Snoop Connor, running back, fifth round, Ole Miss. That's the incomplete one. Uh, well, I, I well no, I think it's I, I disagree on incomplete. I give it a D right now because yeah, D. He doesn't play. He hasn't play anything. He hasn't he hasn't earned the trust to be on special teams. He has zero snaps on special. And teams. if you're going to be the backup running back and you're going to be active on game day, you got to be on special teams. Yeah. He only played two offensive snaps. 
Zero on special teams. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh, how about the future? Can't even do the future. I, I mean, I don't even know where – I haven't seen him. All right, Gregory Jr. hasn't played either. Corner, uh, sixth-round pick. Yeah, no idea. Pete, same thing, right? Yeah, you can't grade him. Has been out there. Uh, Monte- uh Seventh round, the final pick, Monteric Brown out of Arkansas, starting to get a little more time lately. Well, I mean, if you get a seventh rounder who can contribute, you got to give that, you know, a, a B at least, don't you? Overall, I that's mean. A, yeah, if you get him on the field as a seventh round pick as a rookie, that's a B. Yeah. And I have no idea. Down the road, who knows? How's he, but how's he playing? I mean, the one game, I, the little bit of snaps in the two games he's played, I think he's been fine. He's been I mean, okay. He's, he's been a, He's been okay. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, in the future? No idea. Two small samples. Hard to zero. Right. Okay. What, what would you give say. the overall grade of the draft? Like thinking of the st- strategic side, the players, production, just the whole ball of wax, Pete. Where would you rank this draft? In the way too C early minus. draft rankings on a bye week because we have nothing what else to talk about. What was that, Pete? C minus. Yeah. Okay, you, yeah, the first overall pick, he's not rushing the passer. You traded up to get a linebacker who might be being, might get benched. You drafted a linebacker behind that guy. No, the only one that the only one that brings the grade up is is Fortner, starting center. Tony, what do you grade the whole draft, the whole ball of wax? <laughs> since you brought up the question. <laughs> Incomplete. It's too early. Oh, come on. You <laughs> no, 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 Wait no. a minute. Nice try. See, it's, it, in all honesty, it's really hard for me because I actually think Trayvon Walker is going to be a really good player. You're just that's not, not getting, the grade. That's the, not the, the grade question. is what he's done so far. See. And that's See. the nice guy grade. <laughs> you gave it a C minus. What's it, That's not that big a difference. Yeah. It's like three points. I was yeah. leaning more. I was leaning more toward the D for the strategy of drafting two linebackers when you paid a free agent one. Yeah, I mean it's interesting if you look at what they did this offseason. They they spent a bunch of money on a free agent yes, linebacker. They and then, did, and then they spent two of their top three picks on yes. a linebacker. And those historically should or be two, starting players. Uh, two of the, I'm sorry, two of their first four picks mm-hmm. on starting on linebackers. It's mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, they, they invest. Floyd evolves into what I say. He evolves into, and you can start using them in pass rush situations. My point is, Pete, they they invested a lot in the linebacker position, right? In the offseason, in, inside linebacker position, and then also the outside linebacker position. All right, the grades are I mean, in. Thank goodness we can move forward. We're back in a moment. Wait, we we'll, didn't grade the coaches. We'll oh, do that. Hey, the grade the coaches. We'll do that when we come back, and then we'll keep it real. I'm not grading coaches. Pete will. I will. <laughs> we know Pete. Uh, it's Jaguars Happy Hour. And, of course, Jaguars Game Day Radio is brought to you by Vice Star Credit Union. Do good, bank better. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. When Jaguars news breaks, you'll hear about it first on 1010XL. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. 
Coming off the bye week, Jaguars will host the Ravens coming up this Sunday. The game presented by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. We'll uh, keep it real in just a moment. Uh, Pete, you wanted to grade the coaches. Is that still a thing for you? Well, aren't they part of the whole team? I mean, if we're grading the team and the draft picks, we need to draft. All right, let's, yeah, let's I'd give this. Doug Peterson a B. Uh, I think he's done a really good job opening up that offense. I don't like some of his decisions to go for third downs or fourth down, the play they call. Um, well, I'd he's give do the off- He's doing it. What's that? He's going to do it. All right, let's let him no, finish. I mean, I have to like him. Okay, give let me start. Let's start this over. Pete, give Doug Peterson a grade as a head coach. Oh, not as the offensive player, head coach. I give him an A for cleaning up that nasty, filthy culture that was around there. Okay, as an offensive coordinator, what's his grade? B. Mike Caldwell, defense coordinator. I think he's his hands are tied behind his back a little bit, so I'd give him B. And then uh, especially special teams. Uh, Heath uh, Farwell. Farwell, thank you. Heath Farwell. Well, he hasn't punted the ball in the middle of the field with no time left on the clock yet this year, so I give him an A. <laughs> did you call Brent Boyer? Brent Boyer. Brent Boyer. What did you do, buddy? I mean, uh, um, okay. They, they got an onside kick last week. Games, I mean, yeah. Think about the two games in history of the NFL that since the merger where that's happened in the last play. Coughlin, Brent Eagles. Boyer. That's right. That's right. Um, okay, and then. Um, so, I mean, I, I give Doug as an A as a head coach. Right, for coaching. Head uh, coach. B-plus as an offensive play caller, maybe an A-minus. I mean, this offense is like we've had guys running open for the first time in years. Um, I give Mike Caldwell a B-minus only because of uh, you know, our, un- our ability not to finish games at times. Um, I think he's a really good coach. Uh, Heath Farwell, give an A. Because I'm not really paying enough attention to really know. <laughs> what about um, and then I, I, I the general give, manager? <laughs> I, I will give. Um, I'll pass on that one. Um, I'll give, I won't. <laughs> you can you can grade that one. Um, I would give offensive co- assistant coach of the year so far, Phil Rauscher. Oh, wow. offensive line coach, All A right. plus. I think he's done a great job. I, I agree with you. Shocking that you picked that one. Huh? Shocking you picked that one. You disagree with me, Pete, what he's done with that offensive line? No, he's line? done a great job, though. We, hey, we sat here for the last couple of years, and I said George Warhawk was part of the problem. You never agree with me. Phil Rauscher. Because you didn't I'm, want to. I'm speaking now, present <laughs> tense. I'm not talking about past coaches. I'm talking about Phil Rauscher. I think he is an outstanding coach, and I think he's done a great job. We are future-focused, Pete. Okay. Future I agree. Focused. And as general manager grade, C minus. We, All right. The draft wasn't great. I'm, I'm passing. There's been some free agent questions. So C minus. It's time now <laughs> to keep it real. <laughs> Presented by Woodbridge. Because we weren't right there. No. Uh, Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients Award winning wine by Robert Mondavi. And we touched on this early in the show, but we're going to come back around to it. What bi-week adjustments would you make?
It can be personnel. It can be scheme. It can be ideas. It can be young players getting more time. Pete, what would you do? I would play Darius Williams outside. I would play Devin Lloyd in some pass rush situations from the outside. Those are two things I definitely would do. I would um, – what would I do? I would get uh, Trayvon Walker rushes from the three technique. I want to see him rush inside. And I would start I – Mo- I, I, I agree with you on that one too. And I'd start Muma and give him a chance to see what he can do and see if it – you know, because, I mean, we've seen it. You can see it on tape, Aluakon trying to get Lloyd lined up. And maybe the, as a group, they can play faster if people are getting lined up correctly. I mean, I'm just – this is what I see on the tape. I don't yeah. know if that's accurate or not. Uh, but I would go – It I, looks I, that way. I would – I would uh, I'd give Muma a chance. And not just coming in for three or four snaps. Give him, what, what's it hurt? And then at the same time, you can do what Pete said. Try to put Lloyd out, rushing the passer in some different situations and let him use his skill set. That's all defense. So how about the offensive side? What, what do you do differently with seven games left? Um, I, I, I would keep everything. I wouldn't change anything because I want to. I want to make it. I want to see if Trevor continues to get better as he gets more and more comfortable with the offense. So why make changes? Why put a, added stress on him back there and see if he can continue to improve, especially over the last couple of weeks of what he's done, and see if uh, you know what you're doing and just getting better at what you're doing helps him progress and get more comfortable in this offense. I'd get a little less gimmicky at times and maybe not roll him out on the goal line. <laughs> well, now you're getting stupid. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times I have to tell you every team in the NFL call yeah. runs that play. I know, but okay. When you have a, a first and goal at the, at the one, wasn't a first and goal at the one. It was, no, it was second and goal. No, at the one. It, was it was first, first and goal. goal in London at okay. the one. Yes, it was. And then the other second time it was second and goal at the Correct. one. I think, uh, it? it was like a little okay. off the, it was one. actually second and two from yeah. the four. Yeah. It was inside the five. Okay. But neither one of those times it should have booted him out. Unless it works. And then Pete would have said great call. Yeah. Or if he got it out of his hands no. quicker on the second one, then it's, well, you're it's the one working. raving about the offensive line. Oh my God. Hey, great for the coach. Hey, they've got great. They are one of the top 10 leads. They can't get two yards in the yard. I'm just saying what I've seen. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Pete. <laughs> wow. Winner. <laughs> oh, we're doing that again. Winner. What's the, the what competition is there? I forgot. It's a competition. Would you, you bow your head, James. I know I have a winner because <laughs> I know you agree with me. I I don't know what winning or losing we did there, JP. Did I miss something? I don't know, but Pete claims he's the winner. When did Mondavi become a win or lose proposition? I thought we all won once we got our cases of wine. Well, we're winless apparently. Well, me and JP we... got me and JP got ours. You didn't tell him yet, JP. What? Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up, but don't tell him. Don't tell him. I wasn't going to bring it I'll up. send you a bottle. Don't worry, Tony. Thank you yeah. very much, Pete. Thank Mer- you. Merry early Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's back. what he's waiting for. He wants to give those out as Christmas presents. <laughs> stocking stuffers, right? Yes. It's not true. That's, a, that's fake news. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> I've heard yeah. that before. That was Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients Award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. You know, by the way, I just side note this. 
crack me up on Saturday at the Rose Bowl. We park. We're walking to the stadium. USC going, playing for the uh, a chance to go to the national uh, playoffs. Correct. Here. So this has to do with wine. So oh. uh, we're walking. I thought you want to talk about USC. No. Uh, walking to the stadium, and there's one of those planes flying around the stadium. This is three hours before kickoff, and it's got a banner behind it. Advertisement. Mondavi? For a, a competitor of, but it was a wine advertisement. And I'm like, this ain't Baton Rouge anymore. This is Pasadena. They're promoting wine around the stadium. Like, what is that? What was they promoting, Matt? Rouge? Is that the first time? Not that. Is that the first time you were in that stadium, JP? Yes. Gorgeous. It's a. Yeah, it's gorgeous, but the the stadium itself is kind of a dump. It's a hundred years old, Pete. What do you want? That's what I said. It's kind of a dump. So, what do you and, want? And you I want? would know. I sat there for a Rose Bowl way back in the day. Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback at Michigan, and I was the Sun Devil sat there, and ASU beat Jim Harbaugh That's at the great, Rose Pete. Bowl. How's Arizona State doing this year? Uh, they'll, they won't sniff a Rose Bowl again in my lifetime. Not with SC and Lincoln Riley, not a chance. Well, you guys are leaving the Pac-12 anyway. So. Yeah, th- that way we can go dominate the Big, big Ten. <laughs> okay. See, ASU doesn't have what Alabama has. They don't have what USC has. They just don't. What is that supposed to mean? Figure it out. <laughs> We're back in a moment, and we'll go to social media. Oh, here we go. Bye weeks social media. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the fanatics are out, and we'll uh, hear the fanatics fan questions. When we come back, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. It's time now for the Fanatics Fan Questions. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com. Shop today and rep your Jags year on game day and every day. Fanatics.com officially licensed everything. We put out the cat signal earlier today. Tony just retweeted it like 10 minutes ago. Thanks, Tony. It's great. Uh, Here's the best we came up with before his retweet. Question number one at TrillWill92. Y'all ready to go on a 7-0 run the rest of the way? I say hell yes. What do you think? 7-0 and oh, down the stretch. I, I don't think so, but I hope so. I'll be rooting hard, but I don't think we'll go 7-0. What did you say earlier? 5-4 and no four, ch- four and 3. I said 4-3. and three. No chance. 2. 2-5. Two 2-5. And five. Two and five. Schedule's brutal. Schedule's brutal. It's tough. I'll give you that. It's tough. And what do you think they're going to go? 7-0. and oh. Okay. Here's 10 wins. Uh- Okay, here's the question you got to ask yourself, JP. Who on that schedule are they better than? They're better than the Texans. Yep. Correct. Are they better than the Lions? About the same. Are they better than the Jets? <clears throat> They're about to bench the quarterback, it sounds like, in New York. I, I mean, I, they're about I think the same. I th- the the one team they're better than is the Texans, although the Texans beat us. Sure, so that's hard to say. For sure, uh, they're better than the Texans. But they're better. 
And then I think the two teams that they're it's a coin toss are the Lions and the Jets. And the I other think, ones are not. And then I think the other four games they have, they're playing teams that will be favored and are better than them right now. Ravens, Cowboys. And will be in the play. postseason. Yeah, that's right. And, and all, all those teams will be in the postseason most likely. Okay. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. But they've hung with good teams this year. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're going to get blown out. I don't think – I mean – No. If you look at the four games they have against teams better than them, the Titans twice, the Cowboys, and the Ravens, I, I mean, I think those are games going to go into the fourth quarter as one-possession games. And, and they, the Eagles game went to the fourth quarter? The yeah, Chiefs I mean, I, game, eh, not really, but I don't think any. I don't think any of the games they have left there. I don't. They're not going to get blown out. They'll have a chance no. in the fourth quarter to win every one of those games. It's funny because if you think about it, they probably if they played the Colts again, like you said, they probably beat them. Shouldn't have lost to them that time up in Indy. But if they played the Chargers right now again, they probably wouldn't beat them. In, I don't know about that, Pete. The Chargers aren't looking so hot. Mm. Uh, he's whipping a potato around on Sunday night. Well, they're five and five. Right. That defense can't stop anybody. Well, they couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes, that's for sure. Well, they couldn't stop the Jaguars either. Yeah, that's right. But that was a long time ago. That's all I'm okay, saying. but who, who? Still the same season. Let's go. Let's look at this. I want to. I, I, I'm going to challenge Pete on this because I think he's wrong. What are you trying to look up? I'll do. I'll do it real quick. You go to the next question. That's I'll come great. back to it. Crack research staff after it again. Here's question number two from social media fanatics fan questions at Duval underscore Magic. Who starts at linebacker? Lloyd or Muma? What other possibilities or changes to the scheme or personnel on defense do you want to see? We've covered this a bit tonight. But um, Tony, you you've mentioned Muma already. Yeah, I mean, I I, th- I mean, I don't know this, but I think they probably go. I think Muma is going to play a lot more, and I wouldn't be surprised if he starts. I think he starts. What else? Would Anything you start? Else? You're not going to make ch- schematic changes, I don't think. No. 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 Would you start him? I would start him. I'd give I, him a chance. I'd give. I'd give. Him, I'd, I want to see what he can do being the starter. Would you still rotate them around though? In that position, or just I would let for, him play? I would at least for one game let, say, Muma, it's your job today. I would agree. And 100%. see what you can do. Okay. So back him? to the Chargers, Pete. Tell me who they've stopped this year. They gave up 27 against week one. They gave up 38 against us, 30, 24 against the Texans, 28 against the Browns. They did hold the Broncos to 16. They gave up 37. Well, so, to so, the, good about, so good a high school team. Right. They gave up 37 to the Seahawks. They held the Falcons to 17. They gave up 22 to the 49ers. They gave up 30 to the Chiefs. So tell me where that defense has stopped anybody. Like, I don't see why you would say if the Chargers Chargers played the Jaguars again, I think the Jaguars would beat them again. Yeah, I don't know about that. Next question, social media. We're on a roll. This is at Trevorville underscore. Is Little our new right tackle next year? Is he ready, Tony? Um, obviously he's not ready because he's not even in the rotation. And Juwan Taylor's a better player than him. And that that goes to the question: What do you do with Juwan Taylor? Can you afford to pay three offensive linemen near the top of the, you know, food chain of players at that posi- their position? Because I guarantee no. you, if I'm Juwan Taylor's agent, I'm going to free agency unless you give me a big deal. And I'm going to test the free agent market 
because Pete will tell you he watches more football than I do on a national scale. Uh, Juwan Taylor would probably be the premium right tackle for about 15 teams in this league. There's no doubt about that. Maybe but 10. I'll I mean, say the last two games have been a little concerning with him. My point is, though, Pete, if, if you look around the league, you know, there's going to be a bunch of teams that would pay him good money to come be their starting right tackle. The guy who played the first part of the se- first eight games of the season, that guy would be one of the highest paid right tackles in the league. The last couple games, he hasn't been as good. So he better continue to play better in the second half of the season. But I'm with you. I don't think the Jaguars can afford to bring him back. I just don't see how they could. And but even if so, let's say they don't bring him back. I don't think you just give that job to Walker Little. Bring somebody in to compete. You, you have to compete. Like what? Is he he hasn't done anything to say. Oh, he is the guy. And and he had an opportunity to win the job in the camp, and he, he didn't did. Juwan Taylor beat him out. Now I'm not saying he can't do it by any means. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if Juwan Taylor's gone, you bring in another right tackle to compete with him for that job. Yes, I would agree with that. Another question, social media, Twitter earlier today, and all due to all due to my retweeting. At thank, you had nothing to do with this. This is at Cali Hotshot IRL. Would love to know your opinion on what you think about moving Walker to defensive line with his brute strength and bull rush and getting a pass rusher in the draft. Walker Smoot inside pass rush. Oh, Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker. I was going on Walker Little. I'm like, no, 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 no. Trayvon Walker. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, that's to, outside uh, the box thinking there. He's talking about actual D-line all the time um, and then a pass rusher outside guy in the draft. Well, I said it earlier on the show. I would like, in the back half of these seven games, I'd like to see them rush Trayvon Walker from the three technique a little bit and see what he can do. If what if I'm he's mis- good at it? What? You go back to what you said last week when you said to add 15 pounds on him and move him inside and let him play as a, a three-down defensive end? Go. I mean, I, I'm not against it. I want to see what he can do. Didn't I'm he not rush, against it didn't either. He he's still, the, he's didn't, he rush, bit. didn't he rush from the three technique at Georgia a little bit? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. So I would, I would give, I'd, I'd want to see that absolutely. I, I think that is something I want to see in the back half of this season. Yeah, that, and I want to see Lloyd from the outside. Why not? Tony is <laughs> microphone etiquette is not ideal. Let's uh, go to our final question on social media today. Thanks, Tony. No problem, JP. Just keep me honest. At Carnival Thomas, I doubt you watch, but who is your pick for the World Cup? It started what yesterday. Um, I have no idea. I did not watch us today. I was busy. I'd like to watch us. Um, ever since Shad bought Fulham, I've actually enjoyed learning about soccer and watching it. Um, I but I have no idea who's good on the world stage. I, I have no idea. Could not tell you anything about any of these teams. Pete looks like he's a big soccer fan. It's an awful sport to watch. I will say that. Uh, but Viva Italia! Are they I, even you, in it? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't Pete, know. you don't enjoy watching it at all? I mean, I'll turn it on and watch somebody run up, and then the fullback kicks it and sends it all the way to the other side, and they got to run all the way back and start all over again. I, I just don't I, – I don't like the sport that much. I mean, I will watch it. I'll watch the World Cup. I think it's it's intriguing, but I think I don't like the sport that much. Yeah, it's grown on me. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy watching it. 
I do enjoy is, watching. Is Italy in it, JP? I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. I, I don't know. Because we know the United States isn't winning it. So you can't – I mean, I'd love to see him win it, but I don't think they – I think they tied Wales Yeah, yeah they tied Wales today. That that can't be good for us, I don't think. All right, here are the countries that are in it. There are, what, eight groups, four teams 32, in each group. 32 countries. It's a lot of countries. I don't know if we need to go through all 32. Just look for Italy. That's group, all you uh, I don't see Italy. Yeah, I don't think Italy made it Sorry. for some reason. Spain's in. Germany's in. Obviously. Brazil is – isn't Brazil the favorite? Brazil I, I don't know. Usually is the They're favorite. They're good, I know that. I and, think. And, Argentina, and Argentina has to be pretty people good. People Argentina win it because yeah. they'd like to see Messi win it. Yeah. England's in the same group with Wales and the USA and Iran. I mean, the US, I mean, you know what's fascinating about soccer to me in this World Cup? I mean, how big a country is Wales? It's like, what, a couple million people? Yeah, if that. Yeah, but they grow up playing soccer. I know, but how do they how do they compete with us with three hundred million plus people? It's not a soccer because country. when 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 our kids become eligible to play football and baseball and basketball, they veer off and leave the soccer for everybody else. You know that? No, I know it's just fascinating. That's all I'm saying. I I enjoy, but I I'm telling you, I enjoy soccer. I enjoy watching it. I was upset. I was not upset, but I would have loved to watch it today. But I was right in the middle of stuff, so I couldn't. Um. I think it's 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 fun to watch. How about Costa Rica too? I mean, how many? I bet there are less people in Costa Rica than there are no in, way in Wales. I bet you less in Wales. No, no, Wales is less. I think so? I'll, I'll research right hey, now. Okay, great. But imagine if we trained like the DBs in the NFL to play soccer from the time they were kids. They'd be unbelievable. Like what if players. what if LeBron James was our goalie? <laughs> I mean, my God. I mean, think about that. Uh, 2019, Wales Tyree had... Tyreek Hill as a midfielder? Uh, uh, as of 2019, Wales had 3.1 million people. Okay. And Costa Rica, stand by. Okay. okay. Costa Rica has 5.1 million. Okay. So 2 million more yeah. than Wales. Okay. Right. Good to know. Now we know. Uh, thanks for the social media questions today. We really dug deep. On this one, uh, we're back in a moment. We'll go around the National Football League. Some highlights from the weekend. And then we'll wrap it up and get ready for week, what, week 12 coming up. No, week 11. Week week 12. Week 12. Good job, JP. It's the bye week, man. The bye week was week 11. Week 12, the Jaguars host the Baltimore Ravens. And it's Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. station that the Jaguars listen to, 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It's Monday. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Buscelli here in Jacksonville, Pete Frisco down in South Florida, the Jaguars and the Ravens coming up. This week, after the bye week for the Jaguars, they'll uh, come back home to host Baltimore. And let's go around the National Football League. The games played this week. And yesterday, the Falcons over the Bears, 27-24. to The Ravens knocked off the Panthers, 13-3. to The game moved to Detroit because of the massive snowstorm in western New York and Pennsylvania. What, six feet of snow, Pete? Is that right? They moved the Bills and the Browns yeah. game to Detroit. Did you see they actually had to go get some of the players out with snowmobiles to get them to the plane? 
Doug Marone told a story similar to that some years ago when they had a, a similar situation when he was the coach there, and they did the same thing. They had to go get guys out of their houses, dig them literally out of the house to come play football. Unbelievable. Yeah, that lake that lake effects knows no joke. I mean, it can come in and just dumps. Um, and it, it's it's fascinating. I mean, it really is. And I mean, it's weird because some some of the towns right right next door barely got any snow. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, the Bills won the game though, thirty-one twenty-three. They play the Lions next week. They might as well stay, right? Now is the uh, no? They went back. Oh, they they went back. back. I'm doing that game too. Oh, Thanksgiving. Yes. Yep. I leave for uh, Detroit on Wednesday. I'll be having Thanksgiving dinner with the ex-Jaguar quarterback, Mr. Brunel. Him and I have dinner reservations uh, Thursday night. Where at? No idea. He made them, so um, he's going to have to pay because um, he made them. It's his hometown. And then flying back Friday. That's nice. That's a good day. Good day. Except you left your family behind. Are they not going to be up there with you? No, Pete. Uh, we have celebrated, and I've said this every year on the show because you say the same thing every year on the show. Uh, for the last 12, 13, 15 years, however long I've been doing uh, Westwood One, we we I celebrate know, Friday. every Friday Thanksgiving. My kids don't even know Thursday is Thanksgiving at this point because we've always celebrated on Friday. By the way, the the movement of that game actually benefited the Bills because the, the, the track was a lot faster than it would have been for their offense. Now to the Patriots and the Jets. Five seconds left in the fourth, and the Patriots get it done somehow. The snap, waist high, pressure-free punt, and it's a good one. Forcing Jones to backpedal, right side at the 16. Stabbed left, ran it right down the sideline, to the 40, to the 50, to the left, left at the 45, beats the punter to the 35-30. Marcus Jones down the middle to the 10, into the end zone. Touchdown! No! That's Bob Sosie and Scott Zolak on the 98.5 Sports Hub Patriots Radio Network. Uh, wow, that was what you were referencing earlier, Pete. Punting in the middle of the well, field. Kick the ball out of bounds. That's all you have to do. Punt the ball out of bounds. Why would you punt it to the middle of the field? Whoever is responsible, and it sounds like Sala blamed the punter, but ultimately that falls on the foot of the head coach for doing that. Well, not, and, but not if you told if you tell him to angle it at one sideline and he doesn't execute, it's on the player, Pete. But did they tell him, or are they just saying he told him? I don't. Well, I mean, my guess is Brant Boyer is one of the better special teams coaches in this league. That's a fact. He has survived three different head coaches in New York. Um, I would just brought, punt it out of bounds. Huh? Forget about angling. Just punt it out of bounds. My point is, if you tell the guy to go kick it along the sideline, if it goes out of bounds, we don't care. But do not kick in the middle of the field. Why even he, bother with the sideline? Kick it into the kick it into the crowd. Well, Pete, you don't want to kick it too short because yeah. then it takes one one or two plays for a uh, not field goal short, range. but you could get a you get a forty yard punt to the sideline and get it out of bounds. Well, I I'm not a punter, but my guess is they said don't kick it in the middle of the field. And the kid didn't execute. I mean, that's what it sounds like. I don't that know that's a fact. good punt. Re- that kid's people go acted like he wasn't a great punt returner. That kid was a phenomenal punt returner in college. At Houston. <clears throat> Saints over the Rams 27-20. Lions over the Giants. And all of a sudden, the Lions are winning games, Pete. Yeah, back to the Jets real quick. What do you think yep. of Zach Wilson's comments after the game, Tony? Ridiculous. Yeah. He, <laughs> no, he's like, I'm not to blame, right? 
Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, tell you, and you know this, Pete, for a fact. If I was in that locker room, and Pete Prisco would have come af- up and asked me a question after we lost the game ten three, where our defense only gave up three points, and if he would have said, "Do you feel like you let the defense down?" I'd have said, "Absolutely." Right. Like we didn't pull our weight as an offense, well, and for Zach Wilson to, as the quarterback, it's and even I'm, worse. I'm, I'm the saying as an offensive lineman, I'd say as, as the as the quarterback to say. No, I don't feel bad. He's like, you're tone deaf. Do you well, have any idea what that message is sent into the locker room? Right now, Robert Sala apparently said today via reports that he's not committing to him as no, the starter this it's week. It's wide open. He said he told yeah. Zach Wilson the job's open. There you go. Raiders over the Broncos, 22-16. And then the Dallas Cowboys dominating in the Dome in Minneapolis. Snap back to Prescott. He's got a lot of time. Deep down the right side. Oh, it's caught at the 45, 40, Pollard, 20, 10, Pollard. Uncle, 68 to Tony Pollard on third and 15. Good night, nurse. They blew him out from that point forward. 40 to 3, the final score. That's Brad Sham on 105.3, the fan on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. This Cowboys team is hot right now, Tony. Yeah, but they're still in second place in their division. Um, behind the they were Eagles. coming off a loss, by the way. To the yeah, Packers. I mean they they got beat the week before. They, yeah, but uh, they can be they can turn it on. Looks I'm not like. saying they can't turn it on, but they got beat by up with a 14 point lead in the fourth quarter to a terrible Green Bay team. True. I mean, let's not annoy. I mean, I know you must be hanging out with Jerry Jones, who came out today and said he thinks they can win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they can't, and they are a very good defense. Very good defense. Um, and Mike, they mauled. They mauled Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Mike Parsons Sunday. is a mauled. stud. Um, but I think this is more of an indictment against the Vikings of maybe not being that good of a eight, not not as quite as good as their record says they are at eight and two. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I think that's what this says more than anything. Bengals over the Steelers, thirty-seven thirty, and then the Chiefs and the Chargers coming down to the wire in L.A. Mahomes takes the low snap, drops back to pass, throws to his left. He has Kelsey inside the 10, the 5, into the end zone. Touchdown, Kelsey, 17 yards. He's over 100 for the game, and the Chiefs retake the lead, 29-27. And the extra point good, 30-27 inside a minute on the final touchdown. Tom McCarthy on Westwood 1, and, uh, yeah, Kelsey's pretty decent, I'd say. Yeah, the Chiefs are good. I mean, there's, I mean, we all know that. I think the bigger disappointment is the Chargers this year, five and five. I mean, they're outside the playoffs picture right now. Even you know, I think they're they're a game back of being in the wild card, um, and their defense is not very good. We talked about it earlier. Sean Payton will like that. Sean Payton will like being the head coach there next year. You think they move on from Staley after two years? If they don't make the postseason, I mean that's that's concerning. Well, what's concerning to me is that they've gotten worse on defense with Staley as supposedly. And he's a the, defense, and he's a defensive guy, yeah, right? Defensive mastermind. There you have it. There's our look around the National Football League. It's Lunes Noche de Football, Monday Night Football from Mexico City, and a battle in the NFC West. The San Francisco 49ers at five and four look to keep pace with the Seattle Seahawks at first place in the division. They'll have to knock off the Arizona Cardinals at four and six without Kyler Murray working through a hamstring injury. It's 36-year-old quarterback Colt McCoy making his second straight start for the Cards. Akintiene, who you got? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers. (laughs) (laughs) 
Although, uh, you know, Colt McCoy... I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him a hand for that one. No, it was outstanding. It was outstanding. I didn't even know what to do with it, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, Colt McCoy got the win last week. And I just I think, the, I think the 49ers' defense is rounding into shape. And if they're healthy, they're really good on that side of the ball. I mean, really good. And so I think the 49ers give them more than they can handle today, tonight. I agree. I, give, I think they give him a beating. And uh, here's the other thing. George Kittle will have a monster day. The Cardinals can't stop the tight end. He, he hasn't been great this year. He's going to have a big day tonight. Watch. Big day tonight? Big yeah, night. It'd be big a big night Pete, today. That's okay, Pete. Don't worry. English is hard. Spanish, English. They're in Mexico City. Okay, maybe that was the, the hang you know, with your, confused. Uh, well, Say it again. Monday Night Football again. Lunes Noche de Football. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Yeah, see? All right, uh, we got a couple minutes left here. Uh, Jaguars, Ravens coming up. Uh, the Thanksgivings before that. Favorite Thanksgiving dish? Quickly, Pete. Mashed potatoes. Tony, sweet potato casserole. Turkey. Least and least dressing. favorite. Well, I mean, but Cran- I, cranberry sauce. I'm out. Oh, I love cranberry oh, sauce. Oh, thanks. Me too. Oh, I love cranberry sauce. I, I mean, turkey. You said side. You didn't say. Oh, I said dish. Oh, dish. Well, fried turkey is my favorite. Yeah. I mean, dressing or, yeah, it's probably mine. I love fried oh. turkey. Turkey. Turkey and stuff. How about uh, least favorite? What the hell are Brussels sprouts? Brussels sprouts? I like Brussels sprouts. Yeah. My mom Brussels used to make sprouts. those on Thanksgiving. I'd say, why do you make those? Nobody eats them. I, I would eat them. Till, I would have eat, eaten them if I'd have been invited over. Yeah, thanks. Pete. I love Thanksgiving. Um, there is not a side I don't like. Like my wife makes this uh, cream corn casserole. Ooh, Ooh outstanding! Wow, uh, cornbread. What about the green stuffing? bean? The green bean casserole. Would you eat that? Yes. Oh, I love With green mushrooms. Bean. In love it. green oh, bean casserole. Come on now. My wife oh. makes cornbread stuffing. Outstanding. Sweet potato casserole. A Jello pudding. I mean, a Jello ca- like a not pudding. Jello casserole. Like oh. Pecan pie, <laughs> a jello pudding. pie, a jello pudding would be an interesting. Combination. Yeah, it was a jello pudding. Uh, pecan pie, <laughs> apple pie, chocolate, pumpkin pie, chocolate pie, sweet potato pie. Mm. Um, I, I mean, you're gonna get nothing... two. That means you're getting actually going to get three Thanksgiving dinners. You'll have one at the game. You're going to have one with Brunel, and then you're going to have one on Friday. Well, I have one. I'll have one at the game, and I think Mark and I will probably go to like a steakhouse. Is my guess. Okay. And then I will have All a right. huge meal Friday, and I'll have leftovers uh, on Sunday. Sounds pretty good to me. Pete, have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, guys. Same to you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Pete Briscoe, Tony Vaselli, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We didn't even talk about the Ravens. Big game next week. I think we win. A win. Lock it. Jaguars, Ravens coming up. Thank you for listening. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.